0: You're listening to the Antos podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Mac. And I'm Vod, And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. full-on spoiler episode here spoiler 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 get out of here spoilers not for, for lost metal but basically everything in the cosmere this is a full-on you have to have read everything to be able to enjoy this kind of episode episode yeah and if you're trying to follow
1: our current reading companion going through miss era one this episode's definitely not for you come back to it and however long it takes for you to finish so okay um first impressions we literally just finished my bad, my bad. Yeah. I literally, sitting here while we were getting set up, finished the epilogues.
0: So literally got done like seconds to minutes ago with The Lost Metal. Uh, I've had a little bit of time to ruminate on it and kind of look at some things. So uh, what were your first impressions? I loved it.
1: Um, I loved it the same as I've loved Era 2 up to this point. I don't know where I would rank it on my Era 2 like books list here. I don't think it's number one. I don't definitely don't think it's the best. But that being said, I feel like I need a little more time to let it sink in because this, in our beginning episode, we discussed how, you know, the Cosmere doesn't necessarily feel like the Marvel Universe where they're like are backhanding you with crossovers at this point. But then Brandon backhanded us with crossovers at all points. And here's the thing. All I have to say now is I'm nervous. It does not necessarily mean it's going to be a bad thing. It could be handled wonderfully. But I am a little nervous because it was really just straightforward. You like, you know, it had us think and we'll have a discussion at some point of where we want to put this in our reading order. But it had me thinking at points like, could
0: we even read this in Era 2? I'm honestly, so I'm one of the things that I have been really ruminating on is I, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it um i i'm and that's kind of how i felt all about era two that's just been me um but this one the what bothers me is that you to really get everything out of this to get to the point where you love it you really really had to read everything and not really ju- had to read everything And i'm not even just saying because i there are certain non-published things i haven't read i haven't read ather's in the night and homeboy i uh, forget his name with the roseite that was mm-hmm. a part of Aethers mm-hmm. of the Night. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the show Del was part of Dragonsteel Prime. You literally had to go so deep into the Cosmere on to go into unpublished yeah. things to really get everything out of this book. And I'm sure, like again, I was like, oh look, the Elantrian, you know, oh look, Shy is back. Oh, the stamps, you know, you you just kept pointing you. I was at like, Leonardo DiCaprio meaning the whole time, and it was cool, but I kept thinking
1: Man, if you didn't read these things, it kept going was the issue. Like when I first when Shy was from Moonlight was there, right? Right. Who, who ends up being Shy from Emperor's Soul. You know, I started to notice, okay, this seems interesting. She's watching Hoyd. And I honestly immediately thought about Shy because based on what Brandon has said, Hoyd is the guy who screwed Shy over. And and left her to get caught when he was stealing the moon scepter or whatever like that. Right. And so it made sense when she was eyeing him and watching him. I I had a suspicion early on before we even saw any powers. I was like this must be shy, which means Shy's with the ghost bloods,
0: which kinda of made sense. Yeah, I mean yeah, that, that she's a perfect ghost blood. Like yeah, it makes 100%, sense. 100%. Like I that that makes, you know, I didn't even think about like, oh, who would make a good ghost blood? Shy's perfect. But that's what I thought, right? Like straight up, right? At this point Brandon's like we're not even hoyd spotting anymore. Here's hoyd. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, here's hoyd. And what it was, it was hilarious is well kind of hilarious and also kind of weird and disappointing it was like hoyd was just like a few sentences here and there as like literally here's hoyd. Yeah. And I think that's probably to hide things from what happens in Stormlight 5.
1: No, 100% because, you know, we're left with that big 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 um did he do it? Did he not do it? Who fooled who at the end of right. at the end of um uh what damn rhythm of war thank you rhythm of war i was I was supposed to be like words of oath bringer well,
0: we, uh, now now i now i only know them by acronyms yeah row <laughs> row Ro. um, um, but yeah it was like we're, we're left with that
1: and you know we based on the words of brandon again i'm again i'm trying to remember this correctly but i'm pretty sure all of Era Two is supposed to take place in between Stormlight Five and Six. Yes,
0: that's and that's pretty much set up.
1: Yeah, and so because of that, you know, we know Hoyt is here on Scadrial for whatever reason after that happened, and so.
0: Well, mm-hmm. in my understanding of Mistborn Era Two is that it's set up to be a precursor to Era Three. Like Era Three was basically everything Brandon had already thought of. He's like, I want to write Era Three, but he's like, I don't have enough setup for Era Three, so I, he made Era Two. And yeah. so, Era 2 feels a little bit like the redheaded headed stepchild. And it ended kind of flat so, for me. So, yeah. Compared I,
1: to Era 1. I was going to say, Era 1, I was blown away by Brandon's planning and promises and overall storyline. Of course, the characters are incredible. Right, right, right. We're going through that right now, by the way, if you haven't listened to it. But the characters themselves are absolutely awesome in Era 1. But I think the characters... Overly shine in Arrow Two. Like if I had to had to point out what carried the books, the characters in Arrow Two for me are incredible. They're some of my favorite I've ever read. Like you said though, the overall story itself seemed to have
0: like fallen flat. Can I can I can I can I say I'm going to be on the other side of that? I didn't like almost anyone in Arrow Two. Oh my gosh! I'll fight you. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to like. I don't, don't want to poo poo on any of your stuff. But let me just say it like this: like Wayne, okay, he's a fun, comic key joke character. Is he compar- How is he compared to Lopin? Lobin's also a comic-y kind of joke character. Um, Wayne had a great send-off. Actually, he was very, very well-developed in this book. But in all the other books, he's just been kind of like comic relief. Well, yeah. well and... each
1: character got their book, right? Steris was book three. Wax was book Wax was book one or book two. I mean, Wax and Marisy kind of developed the whole time.
0: And, and I don't but... know. Wax, and Yes, Wax has had like a tragic past and things like that. But he almost has like that like generic superhero stuff going on. Mm, like, that's true. Oh, here I am with tragic past. And I am also a super badass. And also... I feel like I need this but now I don't really need to cuz now I need to we need to end this era and so I feel okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, I that's how I felt. I'm not saying it's you know super accurate and many people will disagree. But like compare that to like Kelsier, who actually Kelsier was kind of a generic guy, you know, an era one. That's yeah, but that's the
1: thing he I mean Kelsier was a generic guy all the way almost to the end in my opinion and then Brandon was just like I don't want to get rid of him yet and now we're seeing How deep, like, the philosophy and everything goes with Kelsier's actions in the background. Like, to me, Kelsier felt rather one or two dimensional
0: all the way until we got Secret History. And then we saw, oh. Well, like, you know how you said in Elantris, it's better if you read it as Wraithen is the main character? Yes. Because he's the the main character. He makes more sense as the main character. Even though uh, Raiden is set up, Marisai is the main character of Era 2 yes 100% agree that, that if you and that's the thing is if i read it like that i probably would have appreciated it more and i'm sure when we go back over era two i'm gonna read it like Marisai is the main character not wax
1: yeah marisai is yeah 100% she goes through the full arc right like you said wax was very much a he goes through his own arc like you said he, go, he basically yeah. he ran away he ran away he came back to accept responsibilities but in the end his biggest issue was just that he felt like he could only be one type of person and he that's what he struggled with can i you know if i'm the lawman i'm a bad dad i'm a bad you know significant other you know if i'm the lawman i'm a bad senator or etc and it took him all the way to this book to finally be able to like okay i can do everything with balance with harmony some would say
0: but but, but that's the thing it's like I, I i felt almost like and this is again just how i feel i felt like it was unearned and I, when we go over oatbringer i say the same thing when it comes to Dalinar. Like, I don't see the Blackthorn and Dalinar being the same person. And as we went through Oathbringer, even though so much of it was dedicated to Dalinar becoming who he was, I still felt like it was a big leap because, like, we're, like, even up into Galavar's feet. And, and, and again, that's all going into, like, Oathbringer. But, like, same thing with Wax. It was, like, it was almost felt like Iron Man when he's, like, I'm putting up the suit. But he never does, yeah. and it's like, okay, then you just kind of obliterated your arc, the arc you had in, you know, Iron Man three. It's the same thing here. It's like, oh, I can't be the lawman, and here I am being a super badass lawman, and uh, you know, and I don't know. It just felt kind of, kind of, kind of strange. It felt like this felt a little bit tacked on. And again, if you oh, think okay. about this book, think about this book, and eliminate all the other references to all the other Cosmere stuff, okay, then how would you feel about it? plot wise and how it all ended.
1: Oh, it It, it would be it, really it, flat. It ended really weak. Like it ended
0: like yes, it was it was a great send-off for Wayne, but like ignore the greater Cosmere implications of this
1: book. So you're you're getting to the point I was trying to make where I said I'm scared about MCU syndrome. I'm very scared because that's exactly what it is. Like you mentioned, you telling me that to think of it that way, this book did not feel nearly as good um when you think of it, when you try to just say, okay, I'm I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be psyched out that you were right about autonomy. I don't want to be psyched out about this. I don't, you know, I don't oh cool, Kelsier is it's confirmed he's the leader of the Ghost Bloods and he's walking around like if we took all of the pulls from the other books and kind of stopped draining the excitement off of the Cosmere as a whole, this book definitely falls flat.
0: Right. And, and that's my problem is like as a Mistborn series book uh like as a cosmere book it's cool it's really cool it's really neat you know seeing everything come together and being able to point at things go oh yeah you yeah, know and having a background but let's say you didn't read Elantris, you're not going to know what or, or Elantris or Emperor's Soul. you're gonna be like where are all these freaking new magic things coming in yeah and then if i were to go if you were to read like era, Mistborn misborn era one and then just Mistborn era two and then you came to me and you're like where did all these go i'll be like oh honey you yeah. have about nine books to read to understand yeah. what just happened you're telling me you didn't look at the antos reading order <laughs> well i'm just saying my, my, and <laughs> but that's the thing it's like imagine so i mean just think about it. you were read your if you were if we we're going to compare it to the mcu um and you knew nothing about like the mcu and you read iron man one iron man two iron man three then avengers affinity Infinity affinity war <laughs> that's a good that's a good comp yeah you you would be like where the hell are all these people what is going on yeah why is
1: this happening you wouldn't and in the theaters and you'd you be like the theaters and infinity war and 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 in game and all that all of the moments that the, everyone clapped which by the way don't clap in a theater <laughs> how dare you oh well no. uh, all the people who clapped at those points in the mcu they didn't clap when cool stuff was happening they clapped whenever thor arrived
0: they like oh, whenever yeah, these right.
1: other characters from the movies They're like
0: arrive. Oh, yeah, because again, and, and it is really neat as that being like, here's the buildup to go into Thor showing up with, you know, Stormbreaker. Where is Thanos? Okay, great. You know, yeah, it still yeah. gives me chills thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. You're all screwed now. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. it's an Avengers thing. But mm-hmm. this is Mistborn era too. Yeah. Now it seems like this is an essential Cosmere novel. But like, did you really, I don't know, did you have to do it that way
1: yeah like you said it kind of like we talk about how we praise so much that you could read all of the books and series on their own as standalones and be just as happy but this gave a little too much from everywhere else and was a little too heavy-handed with it where like you said if you read it without the other knowledge you would be let down
0: yeah like if i could say you like you know, Era 2 on its own doesn't stand. It doesn't stand on its own as a good series. Like I, I think
1: I, and, I would disagree. I think it stands. But like you said, it would be a weaker series, one of Brandon's weaker series at that point.
0: But no, what I'm saying is it doesn't stand. It only stands because of Mistborn Era 1. And I know that seems like a, a, a salty thing to say. It's you're almost right. like saying, yeah, like, right. but here's the thing. Let's compare it to like Star Wars. Like the Clone Wars as a series is a really good series. You know, yes, if you knew all the other stuff, yeah, but you know could you say that like the prequel trilogy on its own is good on its own? Eh, Okay, Mm -hmm. sure. Is the original trilogy good on its own? Is the sequel trilogy good on its own? Objectively, no. But you know (laughs) but what I'm saying is um let's then let's take Mistborn Era One, Era Two on its own. Well, right now where it ends, it's not very good. Because you have to have all the other buildup to what's going on. If you read it on its own, you'd be like, oh, there are other planets, there are other things, there are all these other, you know, whatevers. Let me fight for Brandon
1: for a second here. Go for, No, go um, for it. And again, at the beginning of this, at the beginning of Lost Metal, he mentions this and actually says it full out in his preword, word whatever. It's, mm-hmm. um, that it's going to be weird and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, he basically says, you know, he had a theory about writing a world that progresses through the eras, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what he's trying to do here. So in his defense, it might be designed where Misborn Era 1 might be the only era that stands completely on its own. It might be designed that way, where, like you said, Era 2 felt like a buildup for Era 3. Well, yeah, era, like Era 1 had to be good as a standalone because it had nothing to build off of, but he wanted to build... A world in which we get to actually experience the mythos as it you know grew and so in that defense that could be what's going on here and that could just be a we
0: could be judging it unfairly then if it was determined to be written that way and i and i guess it may be because i look at like for example um stormlight i look at stormlight as being the crossover you know series yeah like that was supposed to be as epic it seems it seemed i I, so when mistborn became that it seemed like it came became that rather abruptly in the lost metal it was true yes i agree like the first book basically didn't allude to it at all like it Mm -hmm. essentially you know mistborn era 2 first book was like it's its own little thing it's all its, it's it's a it's a steampunk mistborn okay that's cool then Mistborn Era Two was like, okay, we're seeing maybe some interference from Kelsier, maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, a hint at maybe another shard. And then Mistborn Era Three was like, I hope you read everything that I ever wrote, <laughs> because I think. Or, we're, sorry, not era Three, uh, the third book was well, like, I for, hope the fourth book. Sorry, fourth book yeah. was like, I hope you read everything I ever wrote.
1: Because I agree with you. It's like it was like Era One's first book was a self-contained story mm-hmm. by itself. It did not need to continue. Then its second book was like, oh, here's how Wax came to be. And then it, what What are the names of them? It's like Shadows of Self, um, Bands of Mourning, Lost Metal, and... I'm forgetting the name of the first. But,
0: but that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's kind of forgettable. It's, yeah. It
1: was, it was really like book one was the self-contained story. And then book two, three, and four were the ones that were trying to be like the trilogy. Like, to...
0: like they're just trying to try set them up, you know, yeah. but like, again, this seems like a really abrupt thing to say like, mm-hmm. okay, Agreed. now we have cosmic applications. I would have been perfectly fine with like a, era two is setting up, you know schedule in a big cosmere implication thing that would have been fine, well, but that, it's that like is, it was that is what it's doing now but 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 it was a hint, but it was only hinted at, and then we just ab- abruptly shift over to oh it, it would have only been okay if it was like oh we're 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 having a war and then at, if at the end they were like by the way, you know Kelsier is building like the men in black, and you know where you know he's actually on the front of this war if it was like a oh hint the ghostbloods like exists as like that i would have been like oh wow that sets up a huge thing but instead it was a gig it was a huge shift from a oh we're a steampunk mystery kind of thing happening on our own thing to oh now we are here's the men in black and wax and Wayne as a as characters were like Oh, we just kind of stumbled upon this. Again, if you're read as Marais's thing, she goes from I'm a newbie constable person to I'm a, developing as a good constable and actually a pretty strong detective and learning how to work with some of the my my skills to I am now like on the forefront to becoming the leader of one of the worlds that are on this galactic scale, you know, thing, which sounds like an amazing arc. But it wasn't it didn't feel like it was built that way. It felt like it was, like, secondary. Like, I kind of want to write this thing, so I have to get to that point.
1: No, I agree. But, like, that's the thing, right? I think, like you said, you know, did you mention it, that it was, like, Brandon said it, or it was, like, a word of Brandon. They said, like, he wanted to write, like, the 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 prequel to Era 3. Okay, so if if that's the case, and again, we're going off of that assumption, then this actually is a huge success, in my opinion, if I view it through that. And the reason Mm -hmm. for that is because look at what happened they staved off a hasty invasion by autonomy why was it hasty autonomy must be scared of something because she it, autonomy thought it had to move fast to get skadriel under control now i don't never mind i'm not going to say i was about to go into another book series but we're not going to do that <laughs> um if we look at it from that aspect that's actually i think this was a, a huge success because it did set us up for that Kelsier's epilogue set us up for that essentially he was basically saying, like, you know, we have this essentially galactic war, right? This Cosmere, Cosmere-wide war that's going to be happening. And so far, it's looking like, you know, autonomy was trying to wipe Scadrial off the face, you know, off as, a, as an issue before they got too far advanced. And so if Era 3 is supposed to be that adv- advanced world, you know, like he said, he wanted to write Era 3, but he wrote the prequel, like, the prequels to it, the history to it. It would make sense that this happened so abruptly and so quickly,
0: and and it may be so. Again, I gotta, gotta just gotta ruminate on it a little bit. Uh, There's just it, it just felt l- unlike a misborn novel Agreed. that and that and again, I knew that at some point we were gonna get a bunch of crossovers and you're gonna see things. And I guess one of the things I am salty about is that we saw a lot of with all those crossovers. We also got like introduced to a few things that were just like brand spanking new and also we just Mm, didn't touch on them like uh we got the you could steal investiture from someone who isn't you know who isn't metal born in the same way that you can make a drab by giving breaths which is like again it's like you had to kind of reach back into your mind and to go oh that's similar to warbreaker but this is different um and then they just let that that string go and they're just like okay read era three i hope to maybe get that answered yep. and then they're like okay here's the aethers. we haven't introduced them at all uh except for an Not unpublished officially stuff. Yeah, you know an officially un- un- introduced them we haven't so it was almost like wink wink to all these people who you know are like us who are like going through copper mind and going through words of brandon and going through all this stuff but if it's like if you didn't know any of that you're like hmm w- w- what does that mean um you know, and, and yes, you have that in, in in Stormlight, and I don't know why I give it a path in Storm uh, past the Stormlight not here. I guess it's because Stormlight has always built from the very beginning as you probably are a really big Cosmere fan, and so the only way you're gonna really understand this stuff is to really, really dive into the details. Like you don't you learn that autonomy wrote some of those letters in rhythm of war. You learn what a show dell is, like And you know those by, like, really subtle clues, or I say really subtle, but, like, subtle clues that are left in there to tell you that, and then you get it confirmed by words of Brandon. But it's like Mistborn was, until now, never like that. It was They were isolated, yeah. It was its own thing, and Kelsier was, like, an extension of Mistborn into the Cosmere, and now it feels like the Cosmere is, like, crashing into Mistborn, and that's what I felt like
1: what if that's the setup though right what if that's what he wants what if you know god forbid we're going to get into a little bit of stormlight stuff here but with like with the way that harmony was set up with it and the way that stormlight's going and the predictions we will have that down the road when it gets a little bit closer to stormlight 5 coming out what are like intense predictions are going to be for it but if ultimately roshar falls right where is the bastion where's the base of operations for what we're kind of setting up to be our heroes and
0: what if that is going to end up being Scadrial? um yeah no i and i think that makes a lot of sense uh but like my problem is is like going into era three
1: we had the skybreakers
0: (laughs) yeah we had i mean i was was just saying what is and i think in like the next episode you know we'll be talking about all the references that came up in Lost Metal um and like connecting them but what i'm saying is like right now again we have this a bunch of neat references uh like you saw like let's bring up the skybreakers actually that's a perfect example of what yeah. i'm talking about that that was a great like subtle hint like Brandon's used to doing right it's it's a subtle thing it's like they came and again it's not for, confirmed i was going to say it's not
1: confirmed but for the record the spot we're talking about in the book is the Ghostblood sent people to help Starris evacuate the city. And when they got there, Staris needed these ships sink because she thought that it could slow down or, or reduce the size of waves of, of a potential tsunami. And the, the who we believe are skybreakers, she thought they were coin shots. They asked about the legality of sinking the ships, and once they were given the thumbs up that it was completely legal to do so by the governor, they flew. And Brandon didn't mention they dropped a coin. Brandon didn't mention they dropped something and jumped off in the sky. They just flew. And so that with the combination of them specifically asking about the legality of what was happening and them being kind of dead set and serious in that
0: makes us think that the ghost bloods have skybreakers. And that let's so let's say let's let's pretend that's a hundred percent a thing and confirm and it gets confirmed later on or whatever. Then one you know it's a neat it's a kind of a neat thing but if you were sitting here thinking oh we have these ghost bloods are going to be coming in there's someone with powers and then they just kind of took off like coin shots then you'd be like you would have just missed that it would have been like okay these people showed up they went off and then they sent the ships but then you think oh they came in uh they you know they flew uh probably flew because they're skybreakers and would have sunk the ships easily because either the, one they have sharp blades or two they have the power of gravitation, which would have been easy to make you know to sink ships quickly.
1: That's another thing they just glanced over without even they never even mentioned how they did it. And in your thought, how does a coin shot sink a ship? Sink
0: ships quickly, right? Yeah, there's no way. But like a skybreaker, who has many different ways yep. that they would be able to do that. And you think, oh well, they're also from other you know from another world, so maybe they have powers that we don't know about. But also no one really bats an eye on it but again if you've read you know the stormlight archive you're like oh okay i can see a whole lot of really interesting cool things that came out of that uh, but if you're not that you're like okay and that's it like it just kind of passes you by and there are like kind of many elements to that but the other thing is is that one of the great things about mistborn and one of the great things about all the Cosmic novels we've read is we understand the rules of the magic system and how they work, and that's why you know it's like it's the built the payoff for Wayne being able to to take care of the the bombs and then being able to burn Duralamine because you know Lorasium was able to be pull, pulled out makes a lot of sense. I thought it would have made more sense if they just would have given him a, him the Duralamine spike, but you know anyway. Um, but you understand him allergy, you understand my allergy, and all this other stuff. But Rosite, you're like, hmm, how are we going to solve this? We don't really know uh, limits to Rosite other than it pulls water from the person and um, it has to be connected to him because of, you know, something to do with the investiture on Skadriel. Yeah. Um, but we don't know, like, what the limitations are of it. And then you just get door, which is essentially pure, pure investiture, and they go, ah, you're never going to know those limitations because we can make just basically a giant rock mecha, and he's going to take off. I uh, hope you read a later book, li- listener, because uh, you're going to have to find out what that is. And you're like, I don't know. That felt kind of like an unearned deus machina at the time, other than the fact that they were able to use concentrated door at the time. Where And then like when we got the stamp, we got the stamp and he, she became an Elantrian you know, using concentrated door, you think, oh, yeah, that probably is going to require a lot of investiture. You're going to need to be able to use that investiture, but you don't have any way of doing it. Oh, but you're in Elantrian now? Well, now you have the ability to use that investiture. Yeah. And now we get it. Like, you, like we know the magic system. Rosite, we don't, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, did we have to drop that, you know, in with all this other stuff? We could have stayed without that. I guess that's the one thing I'm salty about. It's like, I don't know the 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 limits, magic, or whatever. And then there's a hint that maybe someone pre- predated Adonisium. That's a possible thing. Yeah, and we just get that dropped, and it's like that just shakes the whole mythos of the Cosmere up, uh and it's just dropped here in, well, mis- in an era s- two novel.
1: I want to say there is a words of Brandon that I lo- I listened to. I don't, I can't remember where he was. It was one of those where, you know, I was not sleeping like I should one night, and was listening to. I guess they're like interviews or something he gives like after book signings or at conventions and stuff like that. So it was like a really bad recording. But someone asked, you know, if, you know, he was the one true God. And Brandon said, I'm not going to answer these questions because it's going to ruin and undermine every single one of my characters because they all believe something different. And they asked him, well, do you know? He goes, well, of course I know. And so, when you say there's something that predated him, I'm wondering: is Brandon like again subtly just going like the answers are up to y'all? I'm not going to answer this directly, but here's another
0: little well, tidbit there. And in, in a future episode, I have an idea for philosophy event, Brandon, and possibly even theology, Brandon, um, or theology of the cosmos, rather. Um, and if you look at it, like even Christian, you know, philosophy or Christian theology, there's you know things that existed or understood like things with God and all that stuff, but. My point is is that it just gets kind of like dropped as a li- one-liner here in Era 2. And in a Stormlight a, my novel, I could totally buy that. I could totally get it. Um, but in a Mistborn novel, and especially just Era 2, it just seemed kind of out of place. Um, kind of like a flex. It seemed like a little unnecessary. Yeah. Except it, the only thing that I, I really, 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 really liked about it was... Um, it made the Ghostbloods, who we've always seen as like an antagonistic bad guy role, the good guys.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing I'm curious about. And I'm glad you brought that up. Does Kelsier not have a good rein in on the Ghostbloods on Roshar? Because it seems like where he is there, none of them would have dared cross him. But th- when we see how they
0: act on Scadrial versus how they're acting on Roshar... They act straight up villainous on Roshar. Right. They they act like ends justify the means all this all the time. And Kelsier here at least seems like his old self. Like he seems like what you see in era one, you know, the guy who's like, yes, I will do bad things if they're necessary. But I also have, you know, a sense of honor and a code.
1: Yeah. The bad things aren't the first thing you do, which over there on Roshar, you know, we're not granted full insight on what the Ghostbloods are doing. Just the glimpses that we see through um, Shalon. But what we see through Shalana is they're like, (laughs) they're doing terrible things all the time. It doesn't even seem like there's another alternate way they go about things. They're just like, yeah, I want you to go there. Well, why do you want me to go there? To gather information? No, you want me to kill this person. Of course, that was our goal from the beginning. And we couldn't tell you that, but now you know. Yeah, and and so it seems like, it it does seem like, is there like a, a schism in the... In the Ghost Bloods, you does, know. I, I, I've
0: I've seen at least some talk about that, and I kind of think there may be. Like, is there? You know, do they really have it? And I think they do have like this kind of ends "justify the means" philosophy there. But the people who work directly with Kelsey are maybe a little bit different. Um, and Kelsey, like he, it's funny. I, I saw a callback to Era One with the way he did like Marisai. They were like, "We we need to kill her. We need to get rid of her." And I remember Ven was saying kind of the same thing, you know, in era one. And Kelsey was like, no, you don't need to do that. We don't need to. They talked about offing clubs. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we we can let we can let people go. There's no sense in doing that. Like if they would have done this and, you know, it's our fault for letting them know about the base and that kind of stuff. He took responsibility. He just moved forward and he didn't have this sense of like, oh, I need to kill. We we do need to kill her, you know, because she knows too much and honestly i was expecting that from kelsier uh just because it was seemed like implied that he had changed that he was you know maybe significantly more machiavellian than uh than we knew about him like even in secret history uh but no it seems like you know our boy is still there um and maybe he's actually you know changed at least a little bit um i thought that was kind of interesting
1: another thing that seems to be like the more obvious answer to the question i asked would be that Scadriel's his home planet so of course they're going to operate different here and act off operate better here versus on other planets he might not give a, a dang about them
0: yeah 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 and i mean and it, it remains to be said um the other thing is You know, says it as harmony. uh, You know, or harmony rather. I mean,
1: they're messing my boy says it up. Come uh, on,
0: he he is. This book, he seems very uh, different compared to where he's even been in the other era two books. He will become Discord, and I implied it. I said it. I called it. In
1: he he did say it. The episode's going to get released the same day as this episode
0: because you know it was recorded a little bit before but But it was before lost metal came out i called it that he was going to become discord and that that capital d discord was there now i'm sure other people have said it before but i I mentioned it in our misborn episode
1: you might have actually gotten lucky because i want to say um i mean it's still happening after lost metal was
0: released but i want to say that was our saturday episode that you mentioned that yeah well but um it was it was our epigraph spoiler episode but it is said in the epigraphs in like the seventh epigraph in Missborn, the first book he will become discord and uh capital d discord and it is implied that says it was maybe may become that well it's more than implied here in the in lost metal kelser straight up sees him as a liability and you see the shadow that's coming up to him now uh I would it would break my heart to see Caesar, you know, become you know, crush and become that, and I would actually break my heart even if that's an arc for him to like yeah. break and become discord and then become harmony again. But I don't see that happening.
1: No, honestly, I feel like like you said, and like Caesar, you know, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. It's I still think it's the same. I love in the Cosmere how you know just because the hero's story, the book is over. That doesn't mean that their life is over in the Cosmere. And that's what it kind of feels like with Seizid, right? Just because Seizid's arc in the first era was over, we still see he's still struggling, even as as Harmony now. But I agree
0: with you. It, it would break my heart if they, they did Seizid did like that. Also, it would just undermine the ending of Era 1, which was so strong and so awesome to know that, like, oh, yeah, he becomes this, he does all these things, and then he ultimately gets crushed. At the same time, I I speculated that when Dragonsteel comes out, we're going to learn about what the vessels were like before they took up the shards.
1: And, oh, man, that would be bittersweet to to see all the vessels, especially, like you said, if, you know, Brandon's mentioned some of them or, like, the characters have mentioned how some of them were just good people and to watch them have the whole, like
0: anakin becomes darth vader's side of them as they they take on and, shards yeah and that might be the nature of shards. like like a- at was apparently like a good caring you know gentle person and then ruin made everything terrible and everyone's like trying to bag on ruin you know as like oh ruins you know corrupting say or ruins you know doing all this stuff i'm like but the the nature of the vessel is also the same right and Sazed was the perfect vessel to take on ruin and preservation and actually make harmony to become that because he was like, as a keeper, he's been developed as like the perfect person to be able to pull that together. But it's not only that, we
1: also see it here because Wax at one point is like, you don't know how it feels to kill all these people. And Sazed puts the memory out of his head of him holding the gate in the siege of Luthadel against the Colossus, and... Which by the way, probably my all time favorite fight scene in Era One
0: was Sazed holding his gate. Yeah, and I mean yeah, and that's the thing, is that Sazed understand he's been on both sides of this of trying to teach he, peace, but he, also understanding he war. W- he was preservation as a keeper and he became ruin to fight.
1: He was literally Harmony even before he took the shards.
0: But it was I me mean, I've speculated and I speculated, you know, in the epigraph episode was that Sazed was going to feel hampered by his shards and realizing that the only way he could act would be basically to become discord because as discord then um yo know, he would be able to shake things up basically cause chaos but my thing is it's like as discord oh how are God. you not ruin like how does that justify pet preservation you know harmony makes sense i'm not fully preservation i'm not fully ruin i am this well, when you're Discord, how are you anything of preservation? Um, you could argue that, oh, I destroy, but I also I create. And, you know, that causes it shakes things up. I'm change. You know, that would be a different way of saying it. But here's here's my theory that I talked about was like, you know, we talk about one of the things that say had mentions in his letters and rhythm of war is it's the combination of the vessel and the shard that makes them the most potent or the most whatever, you know. And so if the vessel is a, a bad fit for the shard, then the shard's not going to be very effective. And that was what's so scary about Terravangian is because as where he became an Odium was going to be a very effective, you know, vessel, vessel for the shard. Imagine Terevangian with the power of Odium and Discord. Now that... That's insane, you know, the power of Discord with Odium. So, are we taking a step back from
1: your theory that um, Odium isn't the big bad? Um, no. Are, I, are we back on the Odium is the big bad of the cosmos? Well,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm more onto that because again, I thought Trail could be a could have been could have been like I said, like if we thought of the creation myth as what if there was another Aldinalsium, you know, something that like, is like a god and a devil. Yeah, a god and the devil, right? Yeah. And I thought what if Trell was the devil? Not a piece of Adnalsium, but very similar. You know, a power that is unbroken and uncorrupted. Maybe was not as strong and, as nauseum but is pure. And you but and you need all the shards to work together. You would need all the shards to work together. Um and so I was like, okay, well uh we've already said that autonomy apparently it was implied in this book or stated in this book. That autonomy has isolated Seizid as a threat because he is like double invested, which I was told my understanding of shards is that's not supposed to be a thing like you don't get infinity plus one. You know, (laughs) you are infinity, you are infinity. But apparently um, it is stated that Odium is scared of say of harmony, at least partially because he has the finger quotes power of two shards um and autonomy has clearly also isolated Ooh, him as oh
1: no 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 so so what if <laughs> what if we go the opposite direction and the Scad- Scadrians scadriel is the big threat imagine what a, uh, a planet could do with the god being completely in discord right and imagine what happens if you know you take this 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 group of people who according to autonomy they're really he's she's real or it is really scared because of how technologically quick Scadrial is advancing and so you have a, a, a civilization that outpaced all the rest of the civilizations because they're all in conflict and Harmony right now is what's keeping Scadrial as the good guys in our opinion because it's a balanced a balanced world yet Harmony falls to discord and we end up looking around and it turns out that yes, autonomy is not a good shard necessarily, but in the end here,
0: autonomy was right all along. Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it's, I think if I was going to have a theory on it, um, Odium spoke in in Stormlight about how he was trying to make Roshar a warlike, you know, place so that they could become the warriors that they needed to fight. Um, like, and it was, it was always, he basically implied like people from other worlds are going to invade each other. And, you know, he wanted to have the the best fighters essentially. And that was what the Alethi were going to be. So he fed them and made them, you know, super soldiers and put them in a conflict with everyone and all this other stuff. He, he was trying to stoke war for that. Um, and Harmony, you know, in Era 2 was like, man, I kind of like screwed you guys over by, um making y'all so uh, giving y'all everything because y'all didn't progress as fast as you could have look at the southern scadrians look at the southern scadrians but he also knew about technology that the southern scadrians don't even have or at least we don't think they have like movies you know Mm -hmm. uh so he knows about things on other planets you know or he's at least aware of them um and autonomy it's kind of weird you know I, i that's the other thing i didn't really buy into was like the intent of autonomy, it was supposed to be like, what? Like, oh, I'm trying to make you autonomous. You would think that would mean that she'd be very laissez-faire. Like, um, you aren't going to be influenced by me. You're not going to get anything from me. You're just going to be your own thing. And I'm going to make sure no one can interfere with you. And that would explain why Tal'Dane was locked off, you know, in the Cosmere. But... Why would she go out of her way to push her own thing everywhere? I I, I don't know if I really bought it. Yeah, because what what,
1: Telson says that the autonomy wants you to be
0: independent, but only if you're independent in the way that you're following her. Right, and and I, I and that's supposed to be like contra. You know, it's like oh yeah, that's so obvious, but it doesn't it seem really yeah, really it obvious. Seems weird. So it's I'm like I don't know, maybe it'll be explained later, but it seemed like kind of a weird shard to go with um i would have thought like odium makes a lot of sense you could have another shard that's really negative um but did we really need to go push it that real aggressively um i don't know i, I that there were just a few things that were just up in the and air here's the thing too right autonomy it says that
1: um what was it kelster that said somebody said it that autonomy isn't afraid to give technology to her followers like to right. give them the knowledge so like Again, that fights
0: completely against autonomy, isn't that the point? You're supposed to be on your own, on figuring own. it out. Like, you know, you harmony. You, it, that's what the thing. Is is it seems kind of like strange that they would go that way with her. So when I, I guess when I look at Air, the misborn, you know, books as they are, like this book. The other thing is we're ending era two. You're expecting to be some sort of time jump to the future, going into the next to the next era. Yeah. Look at how way era one ended. It did leave questions like, who was that guy that after, you know, the, after Ruin was destroyed, who was that guy that showed up? How are the Skadrians going to look, you know, now that they have a green, fertile world to go into? Um, You know, things like that. But it didn't go, what the heck just happened? And that's what I feel like with the Lost Metal.
1: 100%. It
0: was like, oh, we got the, we were going into the nuclear age, essentially, we have a cold war brewing, you know, between what's it, wh- why were the bands of mornings, uh,
1: drained? So here, here's the thing I'm thinking, we mentioned era three. Um, I think what you were thinking is air force. I want to say Brandon actually changed it up. I heard, I think I heard somewhere. I don't, this one is when I'm not a hundred percent on, you know, but I wanted to say that Brandon does actually plan on writing a cold war era style yes and, era three and, is cold war and then it's going to go to space
0: era four is space yes yeah and that was actually kelsey's implying like the perpendicularities are not reliable anymore shades bar is not becoming reliable anymore and we need to have a different way of traveling and space is going to be the way to go there and and, and again i'm excited for that but it's like there's so many questions that are still just thrown out there and it's like and that is the end of era two and and I feel like you could have still had those implied questions, but wrapped things up in a nice little thing, you know? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, that, that's just how I felt. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bag on anyone who liked it. I did like it. I'm yeah. excited for it as a Cosmere novel. I love it as a Cosmere yeah, novel. Yeah, I, th-
1: I think we're being more critical of the idea that up to this point, Brandon's done a pretty good job of trying to keep things written on the the stand on their own two legs and then to to benefit from being in the Cosmere but like you said I think this book ultimately was just this book felt like a secret history in a little bit of a way where it's just like it was like a hey we're going to just give you the full blast of the Cosmere with this one and like you said it would not stand on Sloan uh stand on uh, by itself like if I just read Era 2
0: by itself I would be like wow that's where I'm left and But the other thing is that if you had read Mistborn, Era 1 and Era 2 by itself, you would also be like, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, as the last, that's why, I guess that's why I'm, what I'm really going on to. The Lost Metal is, if we're compared to the MCU, is Avengers, you know, or you could say it's The Force Awakens, not even The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, you know, and you're like, what the heck is going on here? Uh, i I wouldn't call it avengers but i get where you're going with it's 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 you know all these things crossing over whereas you know if we're gonna again compare it to to, if we're gonna compare it to like iron man you know yes you saw more things get dribbled in as iron man came through but like eventually you gotta say this is just the avengers and this felt like oh this is the avengers but it wasn't what you were promised this was a good captain america civil war i think
1: that's a better one where we just had like we just had the Black Panther just show up and stuff. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. I know, but still, again, again, we 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 sold we sold the Cosmere early on as yeah. So many of these things are good standalone stuff. Era two, not that. But you know, it was still a fun book. The characters are fun. It had a lot of good story arcs that got tied up, uh, especially Wayne's send off. Um, it was still a you know, it's still a pretty strong series as far as everything goes. Uh, still a great connection to the pr- first Mistborn novels. And, I mean, it still had a lot of really, really, m- really cool connections to the rest of the Cosmere. And that's where I think we should talk about next episode. Hey guys, it's Matt. Thanks for listening to the Altos Podcast. You'll start seeing regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14, 2022. If you'd like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a small project so please support us with likes and comments because that's what the algorithms crave. If you're listening to the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell, and if you really want to give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon so we can give Vaughn a better mic.